Awesome. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm here with Tori. He leads Sparkhouse, which is an incredible creative and video content agency. And today we're excited to have him on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know my my name's tricky. It's Tori Tayanaka. So most people skip over the last name. <laughs> Tori Tayanaka. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, hey, Tori, why don't you give the audience just a background on your agency, mainly what type of clients you take on and what your core services are, and then we'll get into some other questions. Yeah, so uh, Sparkhouse, we are a video production slash, we call ourselves a video marketing agency. Um, and really what that means is we help our clients create anything video. So it's going to be video, uh, live action video content, animation, as well as photography. So the bulk of what we do uh, would fall in line with like content creation. Uh, we work really well with, um, you know, marketing departments within a company and, or an organization. We also work uh, in partnership with a lot of advertising agencies. So people that might be, you know, managing social media uh, marketing or websites or branding. Um, and and we, we come in and we help execute that creative content. Amazing. I want to come back to that because... Um... I found a good growth vehicle for agencies is working with other agencies on things they don't service. So 100%. that's awesome. Right here. Um, well, hey, Tori, what's your team look like? You know, what, you know, who, what, what's your team composed of? Um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So with video production, it's kind of tricky because um, we do work with a lot of freelancers, a lot of subcontractors. Um, I'm sure you can imagine, like we do a lot of, on the on a weekly basis, we're out on location or in our studio here in Southern California filming uh, like a, a TV commercial or an online video. Um, so we'll have subcontractors for things like hair and makeup, um, uh, production designers or lighting people. You know, since we're only filming once or twice a week, we don't have those people full time. So um, we do have like a big stable of people that we regularly work with. Um, so again, if you were to hire us this week and then again in six months, you'd probably have the same crew, but they're just not full time people. Um, the the full time people in our office are more on the pre production and post production side. So if you're not familiar with film production. Um, there's a ton of work that goes into the pre-production before we actually go and film something. So that's going to be things like script writing, casting actors, finding locations, sourcing props and things like that. That's all the pre-production side. And then um, the other side that we have in-house is going to be the post-production. So that's going to be the editing, graphics, titles, animations, things like that. Um, and the reason being is those two uh kind of departments, pre-production and post-production, they just take the longest amount of time um, for a general production project. So um, if, again, if you were to work with us, most of our productions might be one to three days of actual filming, but it might be three to four weeks of prep and two to three weeks of post-production editing. How do you, you know, when you get a new client, what is your onboarding you know, process look like? Like, how do you manage these subcontractors because that I know that gets pretty chaotic for other agencies. How have you been able to to manage all that and in, in, in projects this big that involve you know pre production, post production, all these different steps? Yeah, so um, I, I think we are fairly unique as a production company that we do have a very um, spelled out, planned um, process for every single video um, that we do. Uh, we've been around for almost twenty years now, and I fought it like crazy those first couple of years because I always thought like you know, every video is unique, every client's unique. You can't just like 
put a little box around it. But what, you know, from that experience, we've created uh, a, a sequence of steps. We might skip over some, we might stay in a certain uh, milestone for a little bit longer on a specific project, but we have clear steps. And so um, we have those built out in our project management system called Rike, uh, W-R-I-K-E. Um, We've used a lot of other systems like Asana and Trello and Monday and all, all everything. And, and Rike just seems to work for us the best. But in Rike, um, we actually created a, a, blue, a blueprint is what they call it. And it's going to be like a preset project um, template that's unique to us. Um, and we have uh, three or four different versions of those, again, like for the different types of videos that we do. And those then auto assign to various subcontractors, depending on um, you know who we think is going to be a good fit to help on those projects. Nice. Yeah. I found like whatever software you use, it's more so how you use it and what works for you. Um, and so I like that you guys use Rike and then you have some automations built in like auto assigning. Um, yeah. We're, we're huge on, so I guess the, the combination of what we use, we use Rike as our kind of hub. Um, we use Zapier to connect that into a lot of different things, whether that's our uh, CRM, uh, which we use Close, that then goes over to QuickBooks for our invoicing, that then comes back into Rike for the project kickoff. Um, and then we also do use um, Notion, basically as a client-facing um, kind of x-ray into what we're doing, just because Rike, in my opinion, is too big to invite the client into. They get confused. They get uh, overwhelmed. And and to be honest, I don't think a lot of clients want to sign up for another login to another system. And so the cool thing about Notion, you know, you can have create a public ID where they can check in, see where we are in the process. And um, again, they don't have to log in necessarily to see it. We're not dealing with something that we're scared of people, you know, finding at what's what phase we are in a project. It's not any proprietary information that we're sharing there. Yeah. I mean, you touch on a good point, which is simplicity. I think some agencies complicate it too much. They give them all these bells and whistles and really the client just wants to know their status and maybe some reporting, um, depending on what you offer. Yeah. I mean, I could see it uh, different for maybe, um, like an agency of record. If you're going to be the marketing agency of record, you're going to be working with this company or brand for six, 12 months at a minimum. Uh, you know, maybe it's worth having them onboarded, have, having them inside Slack channels and things like that to be able to quickly communicate with them. But since 90% of our work is project-based, mm -hmm. it's just not worth the the hassle for a lot of these people to onboard. You know, you, you don't join the Jiffy Lube's, you know, project management system when you drop off your car to get an oil change. Right. But if you, if you had to deal with them on a, on a daily or weekly basis, maybe you would log into some sort of app or something. It's a great point for project-based firms. And, um, you know, I know uh, a lot of creation, creative agencies suffer with one or two things when dealing with clients. It's either the client wants a redone strategy. They don't like the content. And the more times you go back and forth, the less profitable the project tends to be. So I'm curious how you've uh, you know, improved and gotten that down and then how you've kind of increased the speed of which you might deliver a project for a client of this size because there's so much that goes into it back and forth with clients, et cetera. How do you, how do you manage those things? Yeah. So, I mean, when it, when it talks, when we talk to clients about speed and how long a project takes, we like to tell them that in general, our projects are going to take between six and 10 weeks. Um, so again, like averaging it eight weeks, but we tell them from the beginning, it's a hundred percent controlled by you, the client. Um, mm -hmm. 
if uh, if the client approved everything immediately um, and didn't go back on any decisions that we had already made, uh, projects would probably take closer to three to four weeks. Um, and and we tell them that. And so explaining that, like, if it's going to go longer, um, I would say it's rarely uh, caused by something that our agency's done. Um, but we do have a lot of outside factors, whether it's like actors availability, location availability, uh, weather, things like that, that just like are around the production side. Um when it comes to the profitability and the efficiency of um, our agency, um, like I said, we have a set process with clear milestones um, that move down a pipeline for from the beginning to the end of the project. Uh, and basically, if we get, say, uh, milestone three approved and we move on, um, there is no going back. Um, basically, if you go back, then you're going to have change fees. You're going to have a, a like a redo of that budget, basically, because we've we've locked that, that, that's that phase. And, and it's very clear when we're sending it, we're looking for, you know, we're happy to hop on it as many uh, brainstorming calls, discussion calls to explain what that client's approving. But once we've approved, say a script and we move the storyboard, we don't go back to script and change the script unless we're restarting the project or, or, you know, uh, retooling it, which it will basically be a new project or, or adjustment in the scope. So I, I love that you just touched on two things some agencies are scared to do. One is um, setting expectations with the client so they know the timeline of things. And then number two is putting some ownership in the client side. Um, yeah, of course, you're done for you. But obviously, the client is a really important part of the process to getting something done in a couple of weeks versus you know 10 plus weeks. So um, how do you, when you're delivering these expectations to the client, is it like during an onboarding call or during the sales process? Like, how do you inform them of these milestones and, and things? Yes. <clears throat> so we we have probably like three different main checkpoints that we have. It. So all of our proposals for a new project outline every step of our process that we're planning on going through. So they see that before they sign um, the contract. Um, during our kickoff call, we basically walk them through it again, because most of the time there's new team members um, that are joining during the kickoff process. So we'll go through that. Um, and then uh, we also have, I think that's very clear is, um, well, sorry, two more things. Uh, like I said, Notion is our our client facing breakdown. That's going to be, it It again has your entire process. We call it like the um, Domino's pizza tracker. Like you can see how close you are to getting that final video or that pizza delivered to you, right? And what steps you need to get there. Um, so they can see every week if they click like, oh, two out of the 10 steps are done. We got to go three, four, five. Um, and so they can either push to get on their side, get things approved faster to, to make that process move faster. Or uh, if they want, you know, they could be bugging us to, to move that along. Um, but we do put a lot of... Uh, not pressure, but we, we put a lot of uh, ownership onto that client to make sure that they're involved and they're moving it along. So every Monday, our every single one of our active clients gets an email from our account manager, um, just letting them know what we're doing that week. But the, the very first thing at the top of that email is, uh, what are we waiting for the client to do? Whether it's review something, we're waiting on assets from them, we're waiting on a schedule from them. That's the most important thing in that every Monday email. And if that client doesn't get back to us by Wednesday afternoon, we're following up with them and same thing on Friday. So we're consistently, you know, in contact with them, uh, not only, you know, promising what we're going to deliver and then following through, but also 
asking them wh- where are they in that process and and you know depending on the size of the 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 clients that we're working with the brands that we're working with um it, it might slow it might take a couple of weeks to get some of these things back but we we also work with some of the um just smaller businesses entrepreneurs where we're talking directly to the founder they're going to text us you know right back and, and get on it they you know they know that time's money and they want to get these assets done and that that monday process you have um who's is that like an account manager who's doing these follow-ups who's doing that yeah so we actually do it as a team um nice. we we have a google sheet um that has every single client um the the project that they're that we're currently working on um and then like i said we have a couple different categories in that google sheet so we have things that we're waiting on from the client things that we're promising to do um this week maybe some questions that we have so the entire team actually meets on that on friday afternoon to just discuss hey this this is what we're thinking for next week should we make any adjustments make any changes um, we compare that to the uh, the main timeline that we promised the client from the beginning of the project, make sure that it still aligns with that. We don't have to raise any flags. And then we actually, as a team, again, do a stand-up meeting on Monday morning um, to double check that everything's still good to go. And then we have Zapier run a custom script that pulls every single uh, row into our account manager's email draft. So all he has to do is double check it and hit send. He's not really typing it all out. It's already created by our team. Wow. Yeah, I love that you guys use Zapier. I think a lot of agencies, if not, should be using it. Um, And they seem like small things, but all that time really adds up to make things efficient. And and your team isn't like bogged down doing these copy pasting and kind of boring you know, boring tasks, as I like to say. Yeah, no, I mean, we, as a group, uh, one of the things we've said, like, if something takes, you know, as simple as like two to five minutes, but you're doing it on a daily basis or a weekly basis, we're like, is there a way we could automate this? Is there a way that we Mm. could build this into a system that would do it? Because yeah, those little tiny uh, two minutes, five minutes, things add up. And if they are truly repetitive on a weekly or a daily basis, your team gets, um, not lazy, but you're going to not focus on that stuff. It's like, all right, we're doing it again. And and you're going to start seeing mistakes. You're going to start seeing things that like, you don't really feel as a team that you're really promising. So that's why we have those meetings that we review it. And then we let the system automate it. Um, I think we talked before this call, like, We're also big with virtual assistants. So we have a team of virtual assistants that also supplement that. Um, So we might actually test an automation using a virtual assistant as an automation tool where they literally, you know, every Monday at 11 o'clock would auto populate these emails for us. And once we decide, hey, that is a valuable tool, let's invest the time to figure out a way to code that into an actual automation or find someone that can help us code that into an automation. Because Zapier has, you know, certain things available in, in drag and drop um, spaces, but the things that we're doing now required some, some custom, I think JavaScript that, that we had to hire outsource to, to just bring in nothing crazy expensive, but again, uh, I'd rather test it before like hiring someone to code something, uh, you know, to make sure it's valuable. Love it. Um, yeah. It's like, if it can't be automated, at least have a team of VAs. I like that you guys also use, use VAs for specific things. Um also adds massive efficiency, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't know how much you got. You've used like even like Slack bots that like auto check mm-hmm. in with your team at certain times and things like that. I, I when I saw that for the first time, I was like so excited. But 
if you start using bots, people just start ignoring bots because they're bots and they make mistakes and they're, you know, they're, they're sending reminders on holidays when we're not even in work. And, you know, that's a classic bot mistake that's going to happen. But um, the more kind of things that like your team goes, all right, the bot pings at three o'clock and it doesn't even matter if it's accurate, like you're not paying attention to it. So VA might be a little bit uh, better to actually do those type of internal team follow-up, making sure the tasks are getting done, making sure things are on time. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, awesome. And then, you know, last question is on, you know, the pre-sell and marketing side, how are you guys getting clients? Um, and, and, you know, what's your sales process look like? Yeah. So, um, like I said, we've been around for about 20 years, so we have a huge base of referrals that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we have people that have worked at, at certain brands in, in the marketing department, and then they move to a different company and all of a sudden, boom, we get another client because they're now, um, at, at a new uh, agency or new company. Um, like I said, we also work with a lot of agencies. So our agencies are a good funnel. Um, you know, if we're, we're the go-to video production company for agency B down the street, um, every new client they get, however, it doesn't matter how, how they get them. If they get these new clients, they, you know, we now uh, gain a client. So um, we have a ton of referrals. Um, the other thing that we really focus on, um, which has been a newer thing, I think in the last maybe five years, is um, just making sure that we get the right uh, reviews from our 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 successful projects, our happy clients. So I hate to compare it to like, you know, the number one rated restaurant in your area, but it's probably on Yelp. You need to, you know, you're searching for that five star uh, to to see who who's you know standing above the rest, and and so we make sure that we're getting the top reviews on on whatever sites, um, you know, are re- representative to the service that we're offering that client. So whether that be Clutch or UpCity or Google, um, you check out our reviews. We have. Uh, it looks fake, but it's real. We have hundreds of five-star reviews, um, and uh, we, we we to the point where we've had some clients go like, "I thought these were fake because you can't have that many five-star reviews." But but uh, we just make sure that the client's happy before we're done, and uh, they're happy to give us a review. It's so um, it's so interesting how I think undervalued reviews are by some businesses, whether you're an agency or not. Reviews are critical to your point. You know, when you're going to eat somewhere or whatever, you're looking at Yelp, Google, et cetera. So why not be on as many review sites as possible and ask every happy client for it, whether you have a process um, to ask these happy clients for reviews or you're doing it manually. But um, I commend you for doing that. Yeah, I guess it depends kind of on the the scale of your agency. We, you know, we're actively closing one or two projects complete a week. So it's not too hard for us to manually ask that. And and that's, again, kind of goes back to uh, adding a little personal touch to that request gets a lot more success versus having like an automated email from your CRM system saying, Hey, we closed the project. And uh, will you give us a five-star review? I can actually go, Hey, Nick, remember that time, you know, the Dodgers won and we, we launched your video as a success. Like, can you give us a review? And, you know, they're much more uh, obliged to, to actually help us out there. Um, and then uh, th- this would be, I don't know if I could give this as advice to any, to every agency, but we take those reviews and we actually then create um, like a review video, like a recap video of that project. So again, it'll take like that five-star review. It'll take a piece of their testimonial. It'll p- take a piece of the video that we created for them. And we make a little recap 
that's been a really big help to kind of send to uh, basically anyone that's looking for a similar style video. We can show them, hey, here's like five reviews that we just got that for the exact type of video, just showing that kind of like uh, proof of uh, customer happiness. Amazing. And um, the agencies you come to work with that either refer you business or just contract out to you for video work, how um, do you remember how you got some of those biggest referral partners and how you um, keep them happy to continue referring you business? Yeah. So um, at, at the very earliest, I, I'm on the board for the Ad Federation of Orange County. So that's nice. a national organization. I'm part of the Orange County chapter. But there's one in LA, there's one in San Diego, they're, they're all over the place. Um, so I'm on the board there. We have over 150 agencies in Orange County alone. So I network and connect with them showing, you know, what we do to our local partners. Um, but I will say most of the agencies that we work with, because we have agencies in New York, Detroit, that work with us on a regular basis. They found us uh, just like any other brand would find us. They're looking for the best video production company um, for their clients. Uh I will say, uh, you know, we change our tactics a little bit when we're working with an agency. We need to make sure not only is their client happy, but they're happy and their client's happy that they referred Sparkhouse. So there's mm -hmm. a couple layers in there. Um, so we have a different contract. We allow for more revisions to make sure that the creative agency can kind of get their say in there uh, without getting overages like laid onto the client. Um, there's certain things you just can't it's not the same relationship as working directly with a brand and you need to know that. And um, again, we, we just make sure that that agency is going to be happy at the end, not just the company. Totally. Um, well, awesome. We're coming up on the the 30 minutes, but where can people learn more about Sparkhouse, the videos you make or, or yourself? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I think the best place is going to be our website. So it's the sparkhouse.com. Um, we, we also uh, are on, uh, you know, YouTube, if you want to see, we have 20 years worth of videos. It, it might get a little bit messy there. It's a little bit more organized on our website. Um, and then for me, I think um, Tori, T-O-R-R-E-Y-T.com uh, is going to be my personal website, um, which uh, I have some other ventures and as well as my consulting and kind of um, uh, just side businesses as well. Well, awesome, Tori. I, you know, I appreciate this conversation. It's it is really valuable to other business owners and agency owners, and um, and you know, I commend you for going twenty years in this business. It's really rare. So, congratulations. Yeah, uh, it's been fun. It's the only thing I'm good at. So I got to stick <laughs> with it. <laughs> I like that.